Hollywood to deliver the most famous words in motorsports, the star of the movie Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. Gentlemen, start your engines. All right, and welcome into another edition of the FSP Podcast. Tyler Head, Dalton Mullinex with you as always. And finally, after two long months, we're just days away from cars returning to the track. I thought this day would never come. Once again, it is race week. That's I, so I, good to say. I, I, I just, me and you talked about it, like days just run together at this point in time. You know, days of the week day of the month everything just runs together so i thought it was next weekend so then it's, you text me or something yesterday and i was like wait a minute but yeah. yes finally race week after like a two-month hiatus we're back so as we're recording this on the 12th so tomorrow will be may the 13th which will be exactly two months from when the teams showed up in atlanta and were promptly ter- told to return back home to Charlotte, so like dead on two months. Seems like an eternity, though. It really does. Um, now, like the iRacing thing has been able to bridge the gap a little bit, but even in like I don't know the past couple of weeks, it's like all right. Once we kind of knew when racing was going to come back, it's like okay, I'm kind of over this. Let's get through this. Let's get to the real thing. Well, it's even because I mean I didn't even watch most of it this past Sunday. I watched a little bit of the iRacing stuff, but you know, for me, it was just I, I have the same excitement as I did, you know, when we started this season off. Like, because it feels like we're starting a new season. Well, I mean, it's basically the equivalent to the length of time that we have between the end of uh, one yeah. season, speed weeks going into the next season. The only difference is like there's not that stuff happening in between of you know, um, you know, finalizing driver lineups and sponsors and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. We literally had basically nothing for two months outside of those iRacing events. And yeah. so now it, it's kind of like coming back to it almost cold turkey, I guess. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, anytime, like anytime you watch or read anything about, the, you know, the return, you know, you kind of forget we did have four races. Yeah. Well, and we I, separate- I – like, it's just crazy. Like, you know, you just, I don't know, you just feel like everything's on a clean slate. Yeah. Absolutely. But then remember, like, Logano's won twice. Alex Bowman's won. You know, Denny Hamlin's won the Daytona 500. So it's just, it, a lot has happened, like, actually happened on the track and well, off the track. A, a, it's, lot it's just, a lot has happened from a new standpoint for NASCAR in just those four races and these two months alone. So, you had obviously the president coming to the Daytona 500. You had Ryan Newman nearly dying in the same Daytona 500. You had obviously the um, uh, everything with everything getting shut down because of the coronavirus. You know, just like every other sport, <laughs> you had the Larson incident that obviously just happened a couple weeks ago. And now NASCAR is going to be one of the first sports that's returning. I can't remember a single year where NASCAR has been a lead headline on major sports networks this many times in the span of less than three months no no i mean because like you like you can flip it over to espn and the espn never covers nascar anymore no. and you know they're talking about the the return to darlington this weekend i've you know i i listen to a variety of different 
you know, sports radio shows both locally and nationally, and every single one of them has talked about either this race or the races that are coming up. Like, oh, seven races in 11 days? Heck yeah, I'm going to watch it. And, you know, just kind of monitoring what I've seen on social media, there are so many people that are just so starved for live sports content that have never watched a race before in their life already saying, yeah, I'm going to watch it on Sunday. Well, and, you know, it's kind of a tangent, but kind of the same thing. And I think, maybe hope it happens for NASCAR. But, like, I'm so sad baseball's not around. I mean, I work early mornings. I've been watching KBO games. I was going to say, I was watching this morning the NC Dinos hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the yeah. to beat the KT Wiz. It was a really good game. There is it the um, – is it the Dino? He says the Dinos, right? Yeah, the NC Dinos. Yeah, okay. Is it them that have the the people in the stands? The cardboard cutouts? Yes. yes. I think that's hilarious. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Now that, With the mask, they've got the mask on, too. That, that is, that's what we need for Darlington this weekend, is they need to just fill the exactly. stand with cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and just have like little audio uh boxes behind them so yeah just... i mean oh, come on like pay five dollars and they get like a cardboard cut out of you and they just stick it up in the stand i'd send a picture of myself so when the winner gets out of his car in victory lane instead of talking to just blank bleachers at least he sees some faces up there exactly i mean if we're gonna do this let's have some fun with it right that and that's the thing is like there's so much that's just different now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's going to be a start learning curve for literally every sport as they begin to return. Yeah. And like you said, as far as that guinea pig, the first one here stateside, that's going to, you know, kind of get going. And for me, I, you know, we talked about a lot how at the end of last year, there was a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, the ratings were up. People were really – talking about the sport a lot and then we started off the year with a bang yep and then just kind of hit a wall with the coronavirus like i'm interested to see how many people really watch sunday yeah i think the numbers proof and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm because because you've got the crowd you've got the crowd that's just like oh i'm never watching nascar i don't like it and that's fine like because there's sports i'm like that with yeah but like like I'm watching KBO baseball. I don't have a dog in the fight, but it's something. Right. You know, I watched competitive um, bowling the other night on ESPN, the Ocho or something like yeah. that. Well, That's what I'm up to right now. And people, like you said earlier, people are starving for live sports and here's an opportunity for it. No, absolutely. I mean, I think the only possible deterrent would be the fact that, you know, the weather's getting nice now. So people may do Sunday as a day yeah. to go outside and enjoy the nice weather. But you know when they can't do that? It's going to be Wednesday night at 7.30. So they're, yeah. it, I feel like people are going to either watch one or the other, probably both as well. Um, yeah. NASCAR's really got a chance to – I hate to use the word captive audience because that's kind of a a brutal way to put it, but that's exactly what yeah. you have here. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's horrific circumstances we're under right now, and nobody wishes this, not even for the rise of NASCAR again. You don't wish that. But it's like, okay, now's the time to capitalize. Well, you know, now, I mean, now's the time to draw fans back in. Like, and it's, it's, I don't, I don't see it as wrong personally. Mm-hmm. I, I just see it as a like, I'm excited. Like as a NASCAR fan, I'm excited, excited to see 
cars back on the track. It, like, it gives me something to look forward to. I'm happy that this is happening. Like, I hope it brings happiness to other people as well. Because, like, even, um, you know, I think it was a couple weekends ago, the, um, the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds flew across. And, like, even something as simple as that, seeing how many people reacted to that, I think for, for me, like, you know, you learn a lot being at home essentially for two months now working from home and stuff but like you appreciate the little things more mm-hmm. and and even something as little as nascar returning which it's not little but you know what i mean yeah. you know it somebody's day if it makes one person's day it's all it's all worth it well uh you know for people like us that do watch it every single weekend and at least return a small sense of normalcy to our lives yeah um and but- we'll get back on Odd schedule too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know we've been all over the place because sometimes we don't. Well, I don't know. If we're back to normal schedule because we're gonna have two races a week for at least the next couple of weeks. So we're gonna have to figure okay. out how to navigate that. So I guess we're gonna do twice as many podcasts then. But hey, that's okay. We'll catch uh, up. Absolutely. Uh, when you you know, and we've talked about it uh, at length before on here that I've always felt like NASCAR was in a position to be one of the first sports to come back. That actually ended up being UFC over the weekend. But the the way NASCAR is structured and the fact that everybody travels to the same place for every event kind of gave it an opportunity to be more of a, a controlled group as compared to the NBA, MLB, whatever NFL. Once we get down to the fall and everything, and also you know because basketball and baseball are already talking about how to change the physical game itself to adhere to all these social distancing guidelines you have to deal with and that kind of stuff. NASCAR doesn't really have to do that. No, yeah, you got the procedures of like, all right, pick your guys, got to stand this far apart on pit road. They can't high five each other when their driver wins. But when the green flag drops and the cars are out on the track, that's all going to look the exact same. That's not going to be any different because of what's going on in the world. Racing is still going to be the same racing that we know. It's just everything else that's going on at the track is what's going to be different. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, the product on track is is not going to change. No, not at all. And, and you know, you, you made a good point there that, like, NASCAR, you know, because we talked about it, I think, in our first podcast during quarantine mm-hmm. about how NASCAR had the opportunity to be the first one back just for all the re- reasons you just stated. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you can control the environment. One of the ways they're controlling the environment is limiting the amount of, you know, team members that can be at the track. Mm-hmm. I no fans limiting to the media to what you said, four media personnel or media people in the press box. I think two photographers, um, which I mean, we're talking numbers of people that are usually there to cover the race. You're cutting that down by, I don't know, 70, 80%. Is that, fair to say i bet it's higher than i I bet it's close to considering the amount of people that would want to be there for that first race yeah it's probably closer to 90 i guess yeah Um, so and again like it's just it's got to be done it has to yeah totally so there's just how it is hopefully i mean yeah and hopefully there's no complaining there will be complaining because people just like to complain but um you know hopefully we get things going back in the right direction and everything works out good, you well, know, and, you know, may, it may not be this year. Don't know. We don't know what the rest of this year holds for us, but like, you know, either this year or next year, things return to normal where fans are back at the track and 
you know, we get a sense of normalcy back completely in this. Right. Well, and you know, if you had to pick one race to have a comeback race at, to hopefully keep fans around with an exciting race, can you pick a better one than Darlington? Mm-hmm. Now, there is a lot of concern from people based on what we saw in the Southern 500 last year. Well, it was really hard to pass. Obviously, Eric Jones held off Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson, but it, it kind of felt like Kyle or Kyle Larson kind of had the best car, just couldn't get around Eric Jones. That was a nighttime race at the end of the summer, different conditions. Also, Goodyear is bringing a softer tire to Darlington. We've already seen them do that at all three of the other tracks, excluding Daytona. So hopefully we're in for an even better race than we saw back in September. Because, again, that's the thing is people are going to sit down and watch this race. If it's not engaging and exciting for them, that's not going to incline them to come back and watch again. But if we get a really good race out of Darlington, that's going to get people to come back for more. Right. And that's what you want. You want, you know, excitement. Um, You want good race. And hopefully that's what we have, you know, and hopefully we're, you know, recording something early next week. We're talking about, you know, the great return of NASCAR because in all seriousness, like this will, this entire sports shutdown, this entire pandemic will, will be made into a documentary at some point in time. It's probably being worked on right now, but like our NASCAR being the first one back, you know, if, it, if there, if it's some great race we have Sunday, that's just going to add to the, you know, to the all of, wow, sports are back, you know, well, it, like I said, Goodyear's going to bring a soft tire and it's going to be about 90 degrees. So I like our chances. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be hot and slick. Yep. And most of that makes good racing. Which is exactly what you want. And, you know, Hindsight's kind of 2020. Um, a lot of discussions been going on these past couple of weeks, especially with, you know, running the last pro invitational race at virtual North Wilkesboro and talking about old tracks. They showed the replay of the old Rockingham race a couple of weeks ago and stuff like that. You know, Darlington was one of those tracks that uh, around 15, 16 years ago, it looked like it was on its way out that NASCAR was ready to move on from it. Obviously at the great finish with, Ricky Craven and, and Kurt Busch that, you know, quote unquote, saved the track from being dropped from the schedule completely. And now it's the first track that you come back to. That's just kind of, and I know, you know, obviously Brian France isn't around anymore. He was a, a big part of moving some of those races away from tracks like Darlington, stuff like that. But it's just kind of almost like the Lady in, Bel- Lady in Black's sweet re- revenge that she's the one that you have to come calling on to bring things back, you know? It's, yeah, kind of funny it's, almost, it's almost like a, it's storybook almost, really. Kinda. You know, it's, it's kind of the perfect storm of, you know, a track that a lot of people like, mm-hmm. you know, tough track. But like you said, it was a track that almost wasn't a track, you mm-hmm. know, 15, 20 years ago. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, all I can say, I'm excited for it. Me too. You know, you know I'm just – you know, and we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, I mean, because there's a lot of changes. I mean, there's no practice. There's no qualifying, you know, um, and we'll, just, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, certainly unique, especially for somebody like Matt Kenseth that hasn't driven a car or a Cup Series car. I mean, in a year and a half, he hasn't driven this package literally at all. And when he goes barreling into the first turn at Darlington, that's when he's going to figure it out. Now, I imagine – they're probably going to have a competition caution lap 30, 35 to allow guys to, 
you know, yeah, they make they a start and, and figure things out um, yeah. as you would expect. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see who's got it figured out and who does it as they dive into turn one. Yeah. I mean, it, what's going to be interesting is whether, you know, are they going to play nice, you know, for the first 30 laps until they get to the competition caution or is it going to, I mean, cause like last year it proved hard to pass. Mm -hmm. So are you going to try to get everything you can? I mean, I expect there's going to be a caution before the competition caution. Probably so. And I mean, cause, haven't raced in two months and there's there's gonna be no practice no qualifying nothing you're gonna hop in the car and what you got is what you got and i hope the drivers want to be aggressive because yeah. as, as we talked about obviously you're gonna have a captive audience you're gonna have a lot of people watching again if the racing isn't good they're not gonna be inclined to watch anymore i no. really hope the drivers understand the situation that they're in and how much this sport can be improved by putting on a really good race. Yeah, yeah. Maybe typically you don't want to make that pass halfway through stage number two. Maybe you want to save your car a little bit. Go for it. Pass that. Yeah. Maybe you end yeah. up putting them in the wall. It's exciting. That's what people want. It's excitement. You know? Yeah. It makes a storyline. Right. And that's the thing is if we're going to build this sport and get back old fans, bring in new fans and have them stay around, they want to see something exciting. So I really hope these guys just leave it all out there and give us a really, really good race on Sunday. Because Yeah, I hope they come back like they never left. Exactly. And, and I really hope that sitting at home for two months, and yeah, you had the iRacing stuff that you know kind of uh, helped feed your appetite for competition a little bit. But there's nothing quite like actually being out on the racetrack. And I just hope that two months of pent-up aggression comes out on Sunday and Wednesday for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I agree with you. So I, I don't know. It's just, I'm really hopeful that, and again, you, you hate to take advantage of a bad situation, but for right. like NASCAR, that is going to be one of the first ones back. Here's your chance. You know, yeah. we, we kind of thought, you know, when the president Trump came to the Daytona 500, Oh man, you got 10 million people to watch about to watch the Daytona 500. Here comes the rain. Well, that sucks. There goes possibly bringing in all these new fans, maybe bring back some old ones. You got a second chance a couple months later. Let's hope this one goes better. Now, again, you can't get yeah. rain or anything like that. But it's like, all right, you got a chance to put on a really, really good show. Let's do that. Yeah, it's time to capitalize on it. Yes. Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't want NASCAR to say, all right, guys, I want you to go out there and wreck and put each other on the wall and stuff like that in the driver's meeting but you're like hey we've got a we've got a big audience the entire country's watching leave it all on the racetrack just go hard yeah i mean yeah that, that's all kind you kind of oh boys have at them kind of thing yeah now uh social distancing will not allow you to get out and fight each other i guess or crew members to fight each other for that reason so you may have to save that for later down the road but yeah give get, put somebody in the wall give them a darling touch yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. We'll see. Just, we'll see if it happens. But the fact of the matter is racing's returning and that's that's the biggest point. And that's what we're happy yeah. about. Yeah. Um going back to what I was talking about earlier, the Pro Invitational series did finally wrap up this past weekend on Saturday, running at virtual North Wilkesboro North Wilkesboro, which was really cool. 
now that we've what we had seven, eight races, the Pro Invitational Series, what are your thoughts about what that gave us in this time where we didn't have actual racing? I mean, it was. I mean, I watched almost all of them except for this past Saturday. I was just I was busy Saturday, so I didn't mm-hmm. watch it. Um, you know, it, it it the first couple of weeks were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't, it was just, it was drivers having fun with it. Mm-hmm. But then like when the like sponsors and team orders and stuff like that, I was just, that was when it kind of took the, the fun out of it, you know, and you know, I, I don't know. Overall, it was a good way to pass the time, you know, once a week, they'll get to hear from the drivers, um, you know, see guys like Jeff Gordon come out of retirement, um, yeah. race. It was cool. Um. But it, 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 and we've talked about it before. It didn't replace, you know, the real thing, yep. nor do I think it ever will. But, um, I mean, it, it helped pass the time, and I, I think that was the goal of it. Yeah, it definitely bridged the gap. And you know, I agree with what you said, that those first couple of weeks when it was just kind of an off-the-cuff thing, like, hey, we're going to get 35, 40 drivers together. We're going to go run this race. It's going to be on TV. That's great. But then things got – really real really fast because then it was like yeah. right well now sponsors want their activation and now well nascar's policing who can be in the in this race and who can and you know uh like that first one at home said you got a mix of cup drivers trucks drivers xfinity series drivers all mixed in there running this race well the nascar's like oh no if you're in the xfinity series you got to run this separate race truck series the same way cup drivers only then the sponsors come in there and then you have the situation with Bubba Wallace and Blue Emu for uh, quitting that one race, but the Kyle Larson situation, which was not in a pro invitational series, but an I racing nonetheless. So, you know, I think a lot more people got exposed to I racing than they otherwise would have, but I don't think it. You mentioned that it's not going to overtake the real thing ever. And I think these past seven, eight weeks have kind of validated that. It's fun. It's a good, it's a good way to bridge the gap, but it's not the real thing. No. And, you know, I, I Jeff Gluck wrote an article. We, we were talking about this before we started recording how I, I thought he's a, he, I feel like he's a fan of the sport of mm-hmm. the sport, but I feel like he's also realistic too. Well, and he, you know, he got to the point where he just said, I'm not even going to talk about iRacing. <laughs> Yeah, and his thing, his thing, and it made me think about it. And I'm not saying that he changed my mind on it, but, like, it makes you think, like, look, I've got an Xbox. I play NASCAR Heat 3. Just because I'm good on there doesn't mean that I can go out there and, and drive a right. stock car and win the race. Right. You know, and it's like, look, I'm not trying to knock on Timmy Hill or William Byron, but, like, look, Timmy Hill has never even sniffed victory in the Cup Series. It won, that's because he's in a lesser car. Um, and William Byron, he's had a couple of chances, but, you know, he went out and won, what, three races, two races? Mm, yeah, he won, uh, I think, three at least four. Yeah, he, he won, like, half the races. But, like, my thing is, like, but so you have him out there, you know, kicking everybody's butt. And not, not saying he can't do that cup in a real race, but, like, we haven't right. seen that. Um, you know, you see a guy like Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, that can't stay out of the wall. Right. So, I mean, I just don't think it's a direct correlation between what you can do, you know, in a car versus sitting on your couch. Right. Now, I think, you know, 
when we get into the off season, that you know, time between the beginning of November and the start of Speed Weeks next year, if they end up, you know, running a couple of these races in December or January, I think that'd be kind of cool just to give yeah. some kind of racing content. But as far as like, oh, you know, ten years from now, are we just gonna be doing everything on iRacing? No, that's not no. Happening. No. No. It's not happening. Uh, uh I touched on this a few minutes ago when we were talking about old and abandoned racetracks. The virtual North Wilkesboro track has gotten all the people riled up again about bringing North Wilkesboro back. As great of an idea, I, I wish I could say that would be, it's not going to happen. No. I, I just, I, Drain. I, I'm, I'm a realist in a lot of ways. And like, if you watch the Dirty Mo mini documentary they did about them cleaning up the track, that place is about to fall apart. Yeah. Motorsports has owned that track for 25 years now and has not made an attempt. Uh, I mean, they kind of had a rebirth like a decade ago, but they didn't really fix anything up. They've made zero attempts to fix the place up. They're not going to do that now. Like, there's a, it's really good that iRacing scanned that place now and it can live on in virtual racing forever because it may not be here eight, 10 years from now just because it's in right. And again, yeah. I really wish that we were still racing there and going to tracks like North Wilkesboro. But just, you know, these people that say, oh, well, they, cle they cleared the weeds out. You know, let's go racing there. It's not that simple. There's, no. there, there's millions <laughs> and millions of dollars worth of work that would have to be done at that place to get it up to the standard to run a truck race there yeah, or a K&N race there. And yeah. Speedway Motorsports isn't going to do that. Yeah, because like you said, the infrastructure is crumbling. Yes. Like it's, it's not safe to sit in those grandstands or go in one of those buildings. No, no. And, and you know, the, one of the biggest reasons why they left North Wilkesboro after 1996 was obviously you had Texas Motor Speedway, you had California, these tracks out west that were going to be able to seat 100,000 plus fans as opposed to the forty to 60,000 you can see at North Wilkesboro. That track's also kind of in the middle of nowhere. And when you talk about not only racetracks, but you know, uh, arenas and stadiums now, it's all about the added value besides the event itself. So uh, Truist Park, you have the battery outside of it. Atlanta Motor Speedway, they're talking about building a freaking casino and amusement park next to it. You talk about adding to the fan experience. When you have a track in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina with kind of a one road in, one road out, that's not what NASCAR is looking for right now. No. I, you're, no. Not, you're, not adding, you're not adding a casino right. to it. You're and, not and adding I, I don't like to be a negative person, but I see so many people jump so quickly onto the, well, we can bring North Wilkesboro back. As much as I wish that was true, that's just not going to happen. No, it, it, not anytime soon. No, and again, barring some miracle, like I'm 99.5% sure that we're, it's never going to be reborn. And, and you know what? Maybe there's some kind of reclamation project that comes along 15, 20 years from now. I just don't see it. I don't either. And again, if Speedway Motorsports has had that track for 25 years, Marcus Smith was one of the ones out there pulling up the weeds with Dale Jr. and the Dirty Mo crew to get it scanned for iRacing. If they were going to do something to that track, they would have done it by now. Yeah, it would have already been done. I mean, they're 
pretty content with letting it sit there and rot, which again, it sucks because it's such a great piece of NASCAR history. It's one of the original tracks from the original schedule and you hate to see it just falling into disrepair. But at this point, I think it's beyond the point of no return. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you got to move on. So, you know, and I, I try not to read NASCAR Facebook comments because they are cancerous. But every year when the new uh, next season schedule is announced, I always comb through there waiting yep. for the where's Wilkesboro, where's Rockingham comments. And yep. I can't help myself. I have to reply to some of those comments. Like, they're not coming back. Rockingham has a better shot at coming back than North Wilkesboro. But I'm also pretty darn sure that it's not coming back either. Right. So, again, these may be hard to swallow pills, but I feel like it's pretty truthful. No, I, I agree with you on that. So, but let's end on a high note because we do have racing coming up this weekend. We had this Time we had hit. We had this really cool thing when we started the season doing based off points when one of us wins. We started off pretty good. I got Grand yeah. Figure at Daytona. You got Noah Gregson at Daytona. You jumped out to a two one lead. We're like, man, we're starting off pretty good. And then neither one of us hit on it for the next three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I guess we will do a follow-up episode to Sunday's race, either Sunday night or Monday, so yeah. we can still make picks for Xfinity and the Wednesday Cup yep. race then. So for yep. now, we'll just make a pick for Sunday's Darlington race. So I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, for me, I, I think it's going to be a quick learning curve, mm -hmm. you know, for this race. You also got to look at where guys are going to start. Um, so I'm going to go Kyle Busch. Okay. I think they're, they are the team that's most equipped to just unload fast off the trailer and, and just go. Now, Gibbs hasn't gotten off to a hot start at these bigger right. tracks this year. Now, uh, Kyle Busch had the second-place finish at Auto Club, but he, he didn't – I don't recall that he led a lap that day, which is unusual for him at a track like that. So – you know, be kind of interesting to see what did, if Toyota's looking any stronger after these two months off. Yeah. But I like your pick. I mean, hey, he's won there before. And, you know, if, if I had to pick a single driver in the field now to say, all right, no practice, no qualifying, go out there and win the race, Kyle Busch would probably be at the top of that list. Yeah. But yeah. for me, based off the performance that we've already seen in the first couple races of the season, I think I'm going to keep picking Ryan Blaine until he actually wins a race. Because he, realistically, we could be talking about him winning all four races this season already. Like, that's he not said, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So, I'm going to pick Ryan Blaney because he's got to win a race sooner or later. We've talked about how much he was going to benefit from the crew chief musical chairs that happened in the offseason at Penske. Obviously, Joey Logano's already won two races with Paul Wolf. Ryan Blaney, again, has been in a position to win all four of those races. We'll see what happens with Brad Keselowski and uh, Jeremy Bullens. Not sold on that yet. I'm picking Ryan yeah. Blaney for this weekend. Yeah. So, well, dang it. Next time we're here, we're going to be talking about a race that actually happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm so thrilled. I just, yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to sleep Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm excited for it, and I hope, it's, I hope it lives up to what we're expecting it to be. Me too. I just – racing's back. I mean, what what else can you say? It's, yeah, exactly. It's it, it, it's like it's like a holiday. Yeah. So yeah. At least a little sense of normalcy will be restored to our lives, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
hopefully that's just one puzzle piece as more things continue to get back to normal over these next couple months. So yeah, that's the all right. Well, we, we survived the quarantine or the, the quarantine shutting down racing at least. Yeah. So now it's on to 400 miles of Darlington this Sunday. Can't wait. Uh, we thank you all for listening and watching. I'm going to attempt to put this up on YouTube. I hope it works and I hope you're watching it this way. The Up to Speed podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also get us on the 960 The Ref app on your cell phones as well. And like I said, we'll be back next week to talk about a race that actually happened. So thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.